0: Hi friends, welcome back. We are super excited about sharing our new episode for our new season. Yeah, it's been over a year since we started this journey, so we're very proud of it. A lot of things have changed and we will address that. And also, we wanna really give a huge shout out to all of the Patreon supporters that have been supporting us financially over the past year. And they are Becky, and Benjamin, and Casey, and Emily, and Jason, and Jessica, and Kelly, and Ray, and Sarah, and Zaneda. Thank you all so very much for supporting us in this way. And if you would like to be a Patreon supporter, you can totally do that. Just go to patreon.com slash girls and that's collared like the greens. We would really appreciate it and it definitely helps us in terms of trying to get our production out a little sooner and purchase certain things like our songs, all the things. So if you're looking to support us, that's a one way you can do it. And if you're just here to listen, we love it as well. Thank you all so much for your receiving these gifts that we have to offer and we're looking forward to sharing much more. So yeah. Join us. We are for color girls.
1: Great. Good.
0: Hello. Hi. Today (laughs) is the day. Yeah. So we start our new season. Yes. This is the beginning of our new season, which is like super cool, kind of scary, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Um, I've been really contemplating. I think I have a a level of imposter syndrome, friend. (laughs) 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 Like there's this like part of me that knows that we have something like beautiful here and then there's a part of me that's like there's just so many other podcasts out there about religion and like it's just it's just one of those things like those insecurities that seep in a little bit sometimes and I have to remind myself that like no no yeah knock that off yeah right yeah um but yeah so we have made it to a whole nother season mm-hmm. and we had a good break Yes, and we went to Wild Goose. We did and had a live podcast recording that was turned. It was so much fun. It was really good. I can't believe, like, (sighs) it's so weird too because right before we did that, I had gone to another podcast recording, like a live uh, podcast recording, um, for Pod Save the People, and I had so much fun Mm -hmm. like being there. And I was just thinking, like, it would be super cool if we can do one of these. And, and we did it. And we did. And it was great. It really was. And I
1: fangirled
0: because Mark Miller was there. I mean, and he said beautiful things. He said
1: amazing things. He really Shout did. outs to Mark Miller.
0: The coolest thing ever. So I felt like that was very affirming. So those moments where I'm like having those imposter syndromes, where which I'm like, you shouldn't. I know. Mm-hmm. N- right. Your voice matters. Ugh. Right. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about Mm. even now, like Mm -hmm. in this, uh, in this segment, but it still makes it hard sometimes. Like, um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm just, but I'm really proud of us. Me too. Yeah. So
1: we need to address a couple of things. Yeah, we do. So we're in a new season. Many things are changing. Many things are happening. And one of those things that are changing is that Maya is no longer
0: with us. Yes. And it's sad. It is. It's hard. It's super hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we are growing through is what sisterhood looks like. Mm. And it's hard. Relationships are hard. Relationships are super hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is not something we take lightly. Yeah. And something that we want to dismiss because we do talk about being sisters we mm-hmm. talk about the love that we want to share with one another and the relationships, and the relationships, that, relationships we have. that matter yeah. and that yeah mm-hmm. and so building up one another and so with that being said um, we really wish and hope nothing but love and greatness for yeah. Maya yes because like she brought so many amazing things mm-hmm. to this podcast mm-hmm. super talented. I mean, can we talk about her poetry? yeah, for a second, right? and so um, it's a loss mm-hmm. and also it's a part of our growth, yes, so we are in this space where we're um, accepting where we are mm-hmm. and moving forward mm-hmm. and um, but doing so in a way that we hope is in grace and yes, mercy definitely. for all of us mm-hmm. um, and what we don't want to do is talk about all of the things because that's unhelpful mm-hmm. I think in building relationships and forgiveness and all the things that come with trying to be um, sisters and I think anything like this is not to to expose much more like it's nothing underlying it's just the fact that sometimes yeah. you have to move forward yes. in different ways. And it's
1: important to acknowledge that movement. Yes. And to not say that it didn't happen or that things aren't happening,
0: but right, this is where we are. This is where we are. Mm-hmm. And so we truly wish Maya nothing but beauty and greatness in her life mm-hmm. and we know that um, through her growth that it's she's not she's going to shine. Yeah. And so we're looking forward to also um, seeing what that looks like for her. Definitely. Um, and we're also looking forward to seeing what that looks like for us and yes. for Kala for Girls. Mm-hmm. And we continue on in this journey together. Yeah. And so that's where we are. That is where we are. Yeah. And this journey starts with season number two. Ayo. <laughs> so yeah so season number two and would you like to tell the people what season number two is all about laura
1: yes season two is all about faith becoming our own how are we moving away from institutions moving away from this language of saying i was born baptist i was born methodist and really saying and naming that faith is who i am right now faith is a part of my experience faith has shaped my experience and so in season two uh, we will be sharing with you powerful stories of amazing women of color uh, who have really just stepped into uh, this new understanding and even new experience for some of us of how faith is different now
0: yeah Mm -hmm. because of life because of life
1: (laughs) yeah and i'm so excited that the introduction to this new season we'll be hearing from tamika Uh, and her story
0: so yeah Mm -hmm. you guys get to hear my story super vulnerable super truth super truth Mm -hmm. so here it goes the story starts with jesus asking a woman for some water okay it's more like he told her to bring him some water. So imagine how she must have felt when this stranger comes up to her and tells her to bring him some water. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite biblical stories. It's the exchange of the Samaritan woman and Jesus. There's something controversial and beautifully rich about it. And it speaks to my very being during this time in my life because my relationship with Jesus looks a lot like this. You see, once the woman whose name is not mentioned at all in the story gets over the initial shock that this man tells her to give him water, she asks him a question. Don't you know who you are speaking to? She is a Samaritan. He is a Jew. They don't quite get along. Also, the obvious, why is this male coming and talking to this woman? That is very taboo. So him going to her could essentially mean some sort of association with her and it's a very unlikely conversation that probably was really uncomfortable at first. But Jesus responds to her, not with a, yeah, yeah, this is kind of strange, I know, but more like, hmm, well, if only you knew who I am. Right. (laughs) But then he offers her something he calls living water, something lasting where she will never thirst again her response was like, okay, but where's your bucket? This is all new information. What's wrong with the water that she has? The well of Jacob. How is his any better? Either way, she was curious enough to ask for this water that Jesus was offering. Now, the part that resonates with me right now at this moment, is what happens next. After she asked for the water that Jesus had told her about, Jesus invites her to go get her husband and bring him back. And her reply to him was, I don't have a husband. And she's telling the truth. Jesus affirms this, and then he just starts reading her whole entire life to all of us. He lets her know that he knows she's not married. In fact, she's had five husbands already and the man that she is with now, she is not married to. Now, there's no indication as to what exactly has happened to the woman and why she has been married five times, but I do remember doing a Bible study on this text in John and you wouldn't believe The amount of shocking disbelief and also shaking of heads and mmms that happened in that room. (laughs) We all assumed all kinds of things about her. I mean, surely she must have did something to have been married five times. Surely she can't keep a man. Surely she's promiscuous and an adulterer. She is living with someone that she's not married to. These are all assumptions, by the way. None of this is said. In fact, Jesus leaves it all unsaid. But what he does do is he tells her what he knows about her life that maybe others have already shamed her for. Being a single woman and living with a man without being married was not something to brag about. Being a single woman who had husbands before was not something to brag about and it was probably part of the reason she was alone in the first place so (laughs) imagine then what it would have meant to be associated with someone with her status but jesus still comes to her for water just sit with that for a minute And here I am, just as the woman was, with a true staring me in my face. I am divorced. Yes, I am. Just saying that brings a lump to my throat and my breathing is just a bit more heavier. This is now my reality. It's hard to formulate all the thoughts I have when I think of how I got here. There's a lot, y'all. Much more than I really wanna share, but I will say that it fucking sucks. It sucks to fail. It sucks to have to tell people and not know how they will react. It sucks to deal with the loss of a relationship you've been in for 12 years. And It exceptionally sucks to try and be a good mother to your kids when you know it is one of the hardest things they're going to have to deal with in their life. I can also say that this is teaching me a lot about relationships and it's teaching me a lot about how I've gotten a lot of things wrong about marriage. You see, I grew up thinking marriage was some sort of salvation. It was definitely an idol. I grew up believing that marriage would save me from sexual sin. That's a long story. (laughs) I grew up thinking that somehow someone could complete me and that I should be so lucky to have someone love me to the end of time. Not to mention that being a black woman in this society comes with a lot of should do's and instructions on how to keep a man, how to please a man, and how to be a happy helpmate. It's been a narrative for a long time. But please hear me when I say that I do actually believe that marriage can be and is a gift. It's a gift for those who want to be married. I believe we can learn so much from being with our partners. Learning how to be human with another human for the long haul is not for the faint at heart. Loving your neighbor becomes way more intimate when the neighbor sleeps next to you every night. It can certainly help you even grow and thrive with one another. It is indeed a gift to give and receive love in such deep ways, but it is also true that one cannot fully receive and give this gift without first knowing who they truly are. There's also something pretty harmful about telling our young girls that they ought to strive for marriage. Not to strive for marriage, not just like have that as a life goal because some people really enjoy it. That's not what I mean. More like that their value is in the marriage that they have, that their value is in the partner that chooses them. Girls are taught to be cautious about their attire, they're taught to be appreciative of the male gaze, and they're taught to respect themselves enough not to be with a certain type of boy. And of course, (laughs) there are lots of nuances to this, but, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. I'm really just trying to relay that there's this kind of injected oppressive messages um, that I know informed me and a lot of the ways I understood relationships. And it informed what it means to be a woman, especially a godly woman. And these ideals, they're very much steeped in misogyny and sexism. And let me just say, for the record, this is not why I got a divorce. I am saying, though, that I no longer put distorted understandings of relationships at the very forefront of my joy, or at least I'm really working on not doing that. I now understand that it's not a prerequisite for living a whole and full life and there is liberation in knowing this for myself. I am learning to love myself on my own terms. I'm learning how to be my dope ass authentic self without someone else to validate that for me. That is super new for me, y'all. I'm finding deep, insurmountable joy in reconciling with my past pains, my disappointments and failings, including this one. Seeing myself worthy of love, especially God's love, has propelled me forward into a well of forgiveness that I wasn't able to experience before. And this is because of months of hard and sometimes painful therapy, where I was encouraged to look at myself and truly see me and my truth this is also because i still have a lot of amazing family and friends who have loved me through some of the toughest and rawest times of my life and it's because there is strength that has been given to me from my mother my mother's mother and my mother's mother's mother my ancestors have paved a beautiful road in which i can follow It has a lot of uneven bricks, and it's a bit unstable in some areas, but it's there just the same. And I have my own bricks to lay for my own children to walk along. And so here I am, and Jesus still comes to me at the well, acknowledges what I have to offer, and then offers me something way more lasting. He looks me in the eyes and he says, you are right to say you have no husband. You are divorced. But he doesn't place a label on me as many others might. Instead, he continues to talk to me. He answers my questions and talks to me about worshiping in spirit and truth. Jesus extends to me the grace I didn't know I could have. And like the woman at the well, once Jesus gave me the good news, this unconditional grace? I'm not gonna be silent about it, y'all. You see, I'm still called, just as the woman at the well was. She received the gospel truth of living water, and because she was so amazed, she went and told everyone about this Jesus. And I am called to do the same. I am called to love. I am called to preach. I am called to teach. I am called to be in community, and no matter what it looks like for me right now, I'm choosing to believe that I am not the sum of my mistakes and failures and circumstances, but I am a beautifully and wonderfully made human being in all of my whole human self, married or divorced, fully human, all of me, And my journey of faith becoming my own looks like me embracing this self and loving her as God does. And guess what y'all? The same is true for you. You are loved. Your purpose does not stop at your failures or mistakes. In fact, I believe they can start there So live unapologetically. Hold on to those moments when God shows up in affirming words from your friends and family. Hold on to those moments when God shows up in those loving hugs from maybe your siblings and if you have kids, maybe from your kids. Hold on to those moments when you receive kindness from strangers and others who might not know you as well but they still give it to you just the same. Embrace the times that you know God has met you in those moments of uncertainty and hopelessness. It's what has gotten me through a lot of this so far. And I'm proud of myself for growing and breathing through it all. I'm proud of you for doing the same. Cause we out here trying to live in this space that God has created for us. We out here trying to live our best lives and show what it really looks like to partake in this eternal living water that keeps us hydrated and glowy. All right. I know that's not what Jesus was saying, but for real. (laughs) And guess what? We got this, sis. I believe in God's promise that she loves the whole world. And that world includes you, and me. Yeah.
1: Tamiga. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. For your vulnerability. Yeah. For your honesty. And sharing that powerful story that I know resonates with so many people, including myself in probably a different way, but it just resonates um, with our story of really becoming. Yeah. And what it looks like for one thing to be one thing and then allowing time and trials to allow that thing to become something else yeah
0: thank you yeah well thanks for honoring that friend mm-hmm. i mean that's super hard mm-hmm. i will say it's very therapeutic mm-hmm. to open yourself up in that way even though it's really scary because mm-hmm. um, like anything else You know, when you say the things, Mm -hmm. and then you record the things. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You all should see my face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, really scary. It can be scary to Mm -hmm. um, think about how others might misunderstand what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. But in the same breath, I feel like um, this is my way of being authentically who I am. Mm -hmm. Just saying the things. Um, So... Yeah, thank you for acknowledging that, friend. Thank you. You are welcome. All right. So I do have
1: a couple of questions, mm-hmm. um, just in response and even reflection on what you've shared, really. And one of the pieces that you shared that kind of just struck me was the piece about oof, what <laughs> there is a term that some of my friends and I talk about. Um, oh gosh, almost the sense of long suffering. Uh, this long, <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way. Like, <laughs> That's terrible.
0: Marriage is long suffering. Marriage,
1: good God, is not long suffering. <laughs> okay, but yeah. I think the suffering part, mm. and I hate because suffering like seems like it's a bad thing. But the sense of like, what does it look like to be with? what does it look like to accept this commitment um, to be with someone for the long haul? Yeah. And, like, understanding all of what that means, right? Because I think we're so, in our society, we're comfortable with, like, doing things independently Mm -hmm. and then making this commitment in marriage to do things interdependently. Yeah. And... There, there's not a lot of mirrors for that. You mm-hmm. really do have to figure it out um, as you go, and I don't want to call
0: it a long suffering, but it is a process. It is a process. That's not easy. Yeah, and I so I I do think that um, many many conversations around marriage, especially in the Christian realm, mm-hmm. because it's so central to relationships in the way that. Um, I know it has, it's starting to change, but it's not. It's not. It's not changed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this idea that marriage is the ultimate goal mm-hmm. in terms of relationships, and so there is this conversation about how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's not. The emphasis isn't always on how do you, like what I said about how do you be a human mm-hmm. with another human. It's mm-hmm. like, no. How do you become this one? entity Mm -hmm. you know and i don't know if i i like that so much Mm. i feel like we get lost in each other Mm -hmm. um when when we think of marriage in that way and Mm -hmm. i don't know about being completed by someone like that language really um for me is not helpful Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just where i'm at but Mm -hmm. like i think uh becoming one with one person or like someone completing you Mm -hmm. feels like you're not a whole being Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like or that like your own individual self isn't um acknowledged in this this like connected relationship that Mm -hmm. you're committing yourself to Mm -hmm. um and that's not to say then you just get to do whatever you want because but i don't i don't think you get to do whatever you want in any relationship Mm -mm. like a friendship Mm -hmm. Um, is also about a commitment and Mm -hmm. that's what I'm learning Mm -hmm. right is that there's clearly a difference between just being like someone's like friend and being someone's wife or husband or partner Mm -hmm. lifelong partner Mm -hmm. I understand that because there's a level of intimacy that you reach Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I've been learning um, just through therapy and trying to like find my own grounding is that it does still take as much work mm-hmm. to build good friendships, mm-hmm. lasting friendships mm-hmm. um, that are platonic. Yes. Right? Um, and especially when it comes down to womanhood and sisterhood that like, I remember my therapist one time just really bringing up like why don't, why don't we really like foster Mm. That same kind of love Mm -hmm. towards our Mm -hmm. sister, Mm -hmm. another woman, another friend, Mm -hmm. um, where we just, like... Because it's it's when we don't have those, like, other Mm -hmm. (laughs) feel-goods. Those other things that are, like, helping us to Mm want to love someone else. Mm -hmm. But when it's, like, super hard, when are we committing to to that relationship as Mm -hmm. well? So, yeah. So, I'm just learning that 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 commitment, that relationship looks different, obviously, in different mm-hmm. settings, but it's still, in a lot of ways, the same. We're, yes. Right? Yes. Um, yeah.
1: Yes, but I, I, I just acknowledge, I want to acknowledge that you bring up a good point, mm-hmm. that we're not going to get that immediately, but we have to learn that for ourselves and relearn it for ourselves yes. Right. about how in each relationship, what we, how we need to be, be in relationship with one another. You know, it's interesting, yeah. like, as we listen to that golden rule, right, love God and love your neighbor, that everyone's like, oh, we can do that, or I do that every day. Right. But when we don't consider or acknowledge the, hmm, the intentionality around that love, hmm that I feel like we kind of missed the point. I agree.
0: And, and yeah. And that it's a constant thing. It's like, not just a one-time action. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not even just the action. It's the, mm-hmm. like, it's a constant growing and mm-hmm. regrowth. Yeah. And, you know. So,
1: what's scary about this new joy?
0: Mm. I think I'm afraid that... I won't have it mm. all the time, and I you can't always have joy unless you're on cr- <laughs> <laughs> unless you're on crack. <laughs> oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. I think there's there's still this element of being able to sit in spaces where it's harder mm. to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, And I've been sitting in it a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, I have been. But I'm also trying to, like, revel in the moments Mm -hmm. that I know give me and replenish me, um, fill me up. Yeah, that fill me up in a way that I can handle what's coming next. Mm -hmm. And that's not always possible because I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. But I know sometimes I crumble when too much is coming around me so i've been really working on trying to build up um kind of like people around me and like and things to do so like when i know i'm at a place where i really can't take anymore Mm -hmm. that i lean into the right spaces Mm -hmm. that i um, look and reach out to people I know can hold me in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also like, you know, meditate and, and there's no like one way to do the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like bring more things into my toolbox mm-hmm. so that I can make it through the tougher times. Cause there are more tough times to come. I'm sure mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would like to do is be healthy enough to be able to handle those things. Mm-hmm. Um, But joy is something that is beautiful, and it's also pretty scary sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to, like, really, like, be in it Mm -hmm. in the moment because there's always that, like, thought. I mean, some people can really just be in Mm -hmm. the moment. But Mm -hmm. for me, there's always that, like, thought, that thing that's there that says, well this is not gonna last so long, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm worried and anxious about what's coming next instead of just really being in the joy Mm -hmm. that's there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what the scary part is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, so what are the tools that will help you stay in that joy? Yeah, so I I think I named a few. The biggest one for me right now has been tapping into the healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. The people um, and resources, mm-hmm. like therapy, all of those things mm-hmm. that I know help keep me grounded or, mm-hmm. or center me in a way that I can move forward. Mm. Um, and that hasn't always been the case for me, mm-hmm. right? So like, if I am in spaces that like are really hard, mm-hmm. I will, like I said before, just kind of tend to crumble mm. um, or want to flee very quickly. Now, don't overthink that. Um, like I know some people be like well aren't you doing that in your marriage but that's not the same thing Mm -hmm. like what I'm choosing to do now and what I think is also true for my acts is that we are choosing um to let go of something we know does not fill us wow right yeah um and that choice I think is also just as important and as healthy Mm -hmm. as like holding on to something that you know isn't there anymore Mm -hmm. or something and it's not just about like the love being there Mm. there's other parts to it and stuff that i'm not you know wanting to talk about right now Mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean just being able to stand on your own ground Mm -hmm. and like feel whole and feel healthy Mm -hmm. is so important Mm -hmm. and it's so important especially when you want to be with someone else Mm -hmm. right um but truly truly just figuring out who you are Mm -hmm. in these in these times is -hmm. is important Mm -hmm. um and not just figuring that part out but learning to love Mm -hmm. who you are yeah right yeah like really truly loving yourself Mm -hmm. that also requires sometimes letting go it does yeah it does Mm -hmm. and it says nothing about the other person Mm -hmm. it just says where you are Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so I think that that's also kind of misconception that like, because you have to let someone or something go, mm-hmm. that it says something about you or says something about that other person. Mm-hmm. When it really could just be, the time has come mm-hmm. where you've realized maybe this wasn't what I needed or mm-hmm. what I chose. Maybe I didn't choose the right thing, yeah. not the right person or anything. But like you just start realizing there. There are ways that you can be better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's about ownership, not about blaming. Hmm. So, yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah, owning that. And that, I mean, that's a level of
1: awareness that is courageous. Yeah. And terrifying. Like, yeah. as you said, that this, this is scary. scary. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, to kind of like see that and feel that, you know, this is a new season. Yeah. Um, so how has your faith shaped bringing you into that level of awareness, bringing yeah. you that this is what life is going to look like now? Yeah. Has faith done that?
0: It has. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I am almost in a space. Well, I know. It's not almost. I feel like I'm in a space where I have to truly either give up Mm. my faith Mm -hmm. or cling to the idea Mm -hmm. and hope in god's promise Mm -hmm. of redemption of reconciliation and i choose to do the latter Mm -hmm. and so my faith has actually like strengthened me to get through these really hard times Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm actually stronger in my spirituality right now than i've ever been wow to be honest yeah Mm -hmm. and it's not because of any like amazing things that i feel like i'm doing spiritually mm-hmm. like i'm not praying every moment i'm mm-hmm. not reading my bible mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. i just i just have come to a place where i'm standing and i have to either lean ever more into the holy spirit mm. Or just let go mm-hmm. of the concept of God. Yeah, and I am leaning, mm-hmm. and because I'm leaning, I have found even in those moments where it could have been like my breaking point, mm-hmm. I found like some sort of like hope, some sort of love, mm-hmm. something there that has encouraged me beyond something I could have given myself. So, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Like what I said in my story, I still believe, then, that Jesus has come to me and is like, you are called. Here's this living water, Mm -hmm. and you are called. So I am called, and I am called in this space. And I thought that being called meant having to look or be a certain way. And in reality, being called just means you are called. You're called and like that, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You're called like like this. This is who you're called to be, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. It's not you're called, so therefore be perfect. You're called, so therefore your life must be. It's like you're called. Live into that calling. And I think living into that calling does, does um, push you to the changes that are Better, more whole. Damn. And more like this is healthy. Speaking to right yeah. Like you're calling <laughs>
1: Stop trying to qualify your ass.
0: Your We're gonna get to your story next time, <laughs> Fran. Don't worry. Good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm speaking S- to you for I can thing. see your face looking at me like stop. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh yes. But it's just it's real it's real, like I mean, I, I, just rem- I just know that I grew up with this idea that being a Christian meant working towards a perfection. Mm. Um, and I know there's plenty of people who still believe that. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I believe there is perfection in Christ. I believe there is a perfect love in Christ. Mm-hmm. I do not believe we are called to be perfect. I think we are called to be human beings mm-hmm. who strive to imitate mm-hmm. Christ but not in the ways that we have made Christ out to be, which is this, like, cookie-cutter human being with no emotions, no, like... And and if those emotions were real, they're just so perfect that, like, we can't live up to those standards. But, like, Christ Mm -hmm. was also human, human and divine. And so... Which speaks to our humanity. Yes. Right? And so I just... Like, I, I don't... I can't... I just can't... Mm-hmm. I can't be with it when it comes down to this idea of, like, we have to be perfect in order to be called. We have to be perfect in order to be, to do the, to do the things, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we're not responsible. No. At all. No. It comes, it's a great responsibility. So, I, I want to be clear on that. I am very aware <laughs> that there's a huge responsibility.
1: And I think, and the responsibility comes with unlearning, that perfection is living a life without brokenness Boom. or without being without blemish. Right. Right? Yeah. And actually living into the process of that life is going to be hard mm-hmm. that there is going to be suffering. Um but then there's also grace and redemption.
0: Yeah.
1: And but I it, I think the the weightiness of it all comes when we walk around here thinking that
0: Um, Brokenness isn't going to happen to me Because I'm saved Right Mm -hmm. Or that if brokenness does happen Mm -hmm. That you're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. And you you might have right Yeah And also there's grace for that And I don't I believe God meets us in those spaces Specifically in those broken spaces Mm -hmm. To be like okay Mm -hmm. Where we going next Right I just beloved yeah beloved <laughs> so that's where I feel I am right now mm-hmm. where God is like t- staring me in my face and says, okay where are we going next mm-hmm. what's next for us and um, and I'm looking back like I don't know what you talking about like <laughs> no I'm like oh, what you mean Jesus um, no but more more so just like okay wherever you go like at this point I just have to be ready and mm-hmm. I'm trying to be and mm-hmm. like yeah, just opening myself up. And that's it. Well you have and you are.
1: Thank you, friend. And you will continue to do so. Thanks, friends. So be it. So, so be it. Let it be. Let it be.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna <laughs> So that's the end of our first episode in season two that was super hard y'all <laughs> we have way more to come and a lot of stories to share in this space so I hope you continue to join us for this new season and before I close up, I want to share a poem by Rupi Kaur from her book Milk and Honey You are in the habit of co-depending on people to make up for what you think you lack. Who tricked you into believing another person was meant to complete you when the most they can do is compliment? I mean, she does it every time. (laughs) So this episode was edited and produced by yours truly, Tamika J. Our theme song is Boogie Bounce by Drew Banga on YouTube. And the music that you hear throughout this episode is by SoundCloud user XXIUK. You should check him out. He's from South Korea. Music is dope. And if you're looking to connect with both Laura and I, you can find us on most social medias. (laughs) You can find Laura at LKIGI, that's L k-i-g-g-y on twitter you can follow me at tamika underscore j underscore so that's tamika t-a-m-i-k-a underscore j-a-y underscore and you can follow for collared girls on all the social medias (laughs) at four collared girls that's f-o-r collared like the greens and girls So yeah, until next time y'all, peace.